Thank you for listening to the Cathedral Church Podcast. We hope this resource inspires you and equips you to walk in everything that God has for you. As I mentioned before I left to go to Africa, Holy Spirit dropped something in my spirit that I'll be honest with you, I didn't fully understand. He spoke to me about dimensional living. This morning I'll call this three-dimensional view. A three-dimensional view. Now you understand when you get into three-dimensional viewing, it's, it's width and height and depth. You're able to see deeper into different things. As Joshua was contemplating the conquest of Canaan, you remember he came to the top of the hill overlooking Jericho and he encountered the angel of the Lord, the captain of the Lord's host. And in that moment, in Joshua chapter one, verse six, he said to him, be, be. I need you, Joshua, to be in the moment. That is present tense. I need you to be strong. I need you to be courageous because you will lead. Now that, that deals with the future. I need you to lead these people to inherit. Now that's dealing with their past and the promises that God made to Israel to inherit the land that I swore to their, their ancestors to give them. So I want you to understand that as Joshua was on that hilltop looking over the promised land, Joshua's view of the promised land was three-dimensional. He understood the past, the present, and the future. It's a three-dimensional view. God's reminding him of what he promised him. He is saying to him, I need you to be that present reality so that Israel can move into their future. It was a very critical time for them. Joshua had to make some decisions. I understand where we came from and God's many promises. I understand the future and where God has wanted to take us. But Joshua had to be that bridge that would link the past to the future. He had to be. And as we look at this verse six here with Joshua, I wanna to say to you and I, as we're going into this new year, 2020, that it is a time to be courageous. It's a time for the mature sons of God. And if you don't hear anything else I say, you need to hear this. It is time for you to be. You've read enough, you've heard enough, you've been to enough conferences, you've, heard, you've read enough books, it is time for you to be. It's time for the church to stop studying, just simply studying, we need to continue to study, but it's time for the church to put action You've got enough gospel in you to save the world. When will we be? It's time to be. It's time for the mature sons of God. You have to see here that God's promise is bound to himself. He said, I swore to them. It is bound to him. And he's not a man that he should lie. Do you understand that God and his promises are bound together? He said, I am not a man that I would lie. It is, it is bound to him. I know that because he said, I have sworn to them. And that word sworn means to bind something, to bind it to himself. It's his word. God has sworn to the promise. He has sworn to it. God has sworn to this promise. And we as a church must do nothing less. He died to make men holy, let us live to make men free. We have to be bound to the promise. 
We must be like he. We must come to a place where we swear and we say we will lay down our lives for the sake of the gospel. We have to bind ourselves to this promise. We must be the present reality between the past prophetic promises and their future fulfillment. We have to be that present reality between, between what God promised us yesterday and where God wants to take us tomorrow. We keep waiting for things to happen. We keep sitting here just hoping that things will happen and God is waiting on us to stand up and to reach in the past and grab the promises and reach into the future and grab the fulfillment and bring the two together here and now. It's time to be. Understand that Joshua, he saw and understood that he played a role in the unfolding storyline of God's kingdom. He's standing on this hilltop and he looks to the past and the promises. He looks to the future, the fulfillment, and suddenly God says to him, now I need you to be. So he's a part of this narrative and he's a part of this storyline. Now we understand we just came out of the decade of the 70s on the Hebraic calendar. The last 10 years, 5770, 5779. We just came out of 10 years of the 70s, and you know that was the letter Ayin, which means to see, to see, vision. For the last 10 years, I believe that God's been downloading revelatory knowledge to God's people. Those that had ears to hear, eyes to see, and hearts to understand, he's been downloading some things to them. We've been seeing and understanding. It was the decade to see. And you have to know that what God allows you to see, he expects you to possess. Now, let me say that again. So it'd get down to your socks. What God allows you to see, he expects you to possess. So I want to ask you this morning, what will you do with what you have seen? If you have your Bibles this morning, go with me to Philippians chapter three. Let's pick up verses 15 and 16. Philippians chapter three, verses 15 and 16. Reading from the Passion Translation. So let all who are fully mature have this same passion. And if anyone is not gripped by these desires, God will reveal it to them. And let us all advance together to reach this victory prize following one path with one possession. Now, I wanna read this to you again, but this time I wanna read it to you in the NIV. Again, Philippians 3, 15. All of us then who are mature should take such a view of things. And if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. Notice this, this is the verbiage I wanted in verse 16, only let us live up to, say up to, what we have already attained. Let's title this today, 2020 Vision, a three-dimensional view. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you for the reading of your word. We ask you to bless it. We ask you to speak to us. Holy Spirit, give us insight. Help me to communicate to your people what you have dropped in my spirit. I pray your grace in this moment. And everybody said amen. 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 Okay. Let me talk to you about a mature view. 
He said in here, in this verse 16, all of us then who are mature should take such a view of things. Notice that. I wanted to link together who are mature should take such a view of things. We should. We as the mature should take such a view of things. It's important. So, number one, I want you to know that the mature take responsibility. Now, again, I want you to keep this linked to what I started out with by saying it's time to be, to understand the past and where God's brought us from and the things that he's revealed to us over the last 10 years. And then to look to the future and realize that God wants to take us into fulfillment. We started this year by me telling you that I believe a key word for 2020 would be fulfillment. It's time for things to be fulfilled. In between the two, there has to be the mature that take responsibility. Maturity is when we stop making excuses and we start making changes. You need to take responsibility for your life. 100% responsibility. If you don't like it, change it. Quit waiting on someone else to swoop in and save you. Jesus has already saved you. Now he expects you to work out your salvation. Oh, there's that dirty little word, work, work. He wants you to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. You need to take responsibility for your life. You see, oftentimes we are waiting for circumstances to change, not understanding that God is using our circumstances to change us. Now you need to grab that one. So often you're waiting for your circumstances to change, not understanding that God is taking those circumstances and using them to change you. It's not your circumstances that need to change, it's you that needs to change. God is trying to mature you and help you to step into that be, to be the man or woman of God that he needs you to be. He's using circumstances to work on you. And you're standing there and you're cursing the mountain and you're trying to cast it into the sea. You're trying to change your mountain when God's trying to change you. And so you have to understand that, that God is wanting to move you into a place of maturity. Maturity comes not with age, but with the acceptance of responsibility. Ed Cole, maximized manhood. Ed taught us that maturity is not a matter of age, but it's when you come to that place where you accept responsibility, respond ability. You're able to respond to life. You're able to respond to situations, not react. That's a knee-jerk reaction. Don't do that. We're talking about responding in a mature, healthy way. The ability to respond, respondability, the ability to respond to situations that are happening around you. So the mature take responsibility. Tell somebody you should take it. Uh, you should say it again. You should take it. Uh, uh, you need to take responsibility. You, you, how many would like to see our city change? Then you take it. How many would like to see America experience a revival? Well, then you take it. How many would like to see the gospel go around the world? Well, then you take it. How many would like to see your family saved, your children, your grandchildren? Well, then you take it. How many, how many would like to see things change in your world? Then quit sitting around waiting for something to happen and you get up and make it happen. You need to take it. Mature, take responsibility. And remember, we're talking about who a mature should take. 
such a view of things. Number two, the mature take a heavenly view of earthly matters. Hebrews 5.14, but solid food is for the mature whose spiritual senses perceive heavenly matters and they have been adequately trained by what they've experienced to emerge with understanding of the difference between what is truly excellent and what is evil and harmful. So the mature have their spiritual senses, okay, they've exercised them. They have the ability to perceive heavenly matters and to understand the difference between excellence and that which is a waste of their time. They have spiritual senses to perceive in their business, in their family, in their church, in their community, in their nation, in the world. They have the ability to perceive heavenly matters. We look at things through a different lens than the world does. We have a different point of view. And so we have to understand that the mature, when they watch the news, they see it differently than anyone else. They see heavenly matters in these earthly issues, or they have a heavenly view, excuse me, in these earthly matters. When we live earthly moments with eternity in view, we do, we do so with a soberness that we would never have otherwise. When we view earthly moments with eternity in view, when I look at earthly matters with an eternal perspective, it impacts the way I see it and the way that I respond to it. You see, when you have the view from heaven, okay, it changes your priorities in life. You look at trials and suffering different than other people. And you do have a sense of purpose and a sense of destiny. When you have a view from heaven, suddenly your priorities start shifting. You start really understanding what's important in life. Also, you begin to understand that trials and tribulations and sufferings and things will come, but they come with a purpose. And when suffering has purpose, or it, when, you, when you give it purpose or you give it meaning, then it becomes tolerable. And so a heavenly view of earthly matters is very, very important. Hebrews 5.14, we just read, they have the ability to sense and perceive uh, heavenly things. We just read that. But you need to see this. So I want to ask you, can you sense eternity in earthly matters? Do you have that ability? When you walk into a situation, can you sense can you sense eternity in these earthly moments? Can you do that? Are you growing and your understanding of what is helpful and what is harmful? What is excellent and what's a waste of your time? Do you sense that? Do you know that? Do you perceive that? Do you have that ability? You've got to take an eternal perspective. You've got to take a heavenly view of earthly matters. You've got to stop looking at it through this natural lens. and You've got to see things through a spiritual lens. You need to take it, a heavenly view. Tell somebody you should take it. This is important because your point of view will determine your decisions. Your point of view will determine your decisions. We're talking about a mature view, what the mature should take. He said the mature should take such a view. The mature are people that take responsibility. The mature are people that take a heavenly view. 
They look at things on earth differently than anyone else. Anyone else, their point of view is different. So let me talk to you about now living up to our full potential. Living up to our full potential as Christians. He said, only let us live up to what we've already attained. Live up to, notice that. Let us live up to what he has promised us. Let us live up to what we've already attained. How many would like to live life on the next level? I don't know about you, but I'm ready to live life on the next level. So the third point that I have for you this morning is the perfect vision for 2020 is in our hindsight. Hindsight is perfect vision. Now let me explain that to you. 2020 hindsight, according to the dictionary, is the full knowledge and complete understanding that one has about an event only after it has happened. So the perfect vision for this coming year is in our hindsight. Did you know that we have an unfair advantage when it comes to things in comparison to the world? Because we can look into the past in the prophetic words that God has given us, and that actually is a preview of coming attractions. We are able to see what's going to happen before it happens. That's perfect vision. We're able to see we're able to understand what's coming before it even happens. Second Peter chapter one and verse 21, for prophecy never had its origin in the human will, but prophets, though human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Carried. The word prophecy in the Greek means a prediction uh, originating from divine inspiration or foretelling future events. So the spirit of prophecy allows us to preview an event before it happens. That's 2020 hindsight. It's 2020 hindsight because we're able to preview something even before it happens. The world doesn't have that advantage. Christians that understand the spirit of prophecy do. The spirit of prophecy carries us from where we are to where God needs us to be. He said that. Prophecy has its origin with God and men of God are carried along by the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, through the spirit of prophecy, will take us as a church from where we are to where we need to be. Understand the power of prophecy, the true spirit of prophecy. It is a preview of coming events. An example of this is Noah. Noah got a word from the Lord. He built a boat and he, he brought about the salvation of himself and his entire family. He had 2020 vision. He had hindsight. He saw it happen before it ever happened. Now, everyone else missed the boat. Now, with hindsight, they were looking back thinking, oh, well, I wish I'd have bought a ticket and got on that boat. Well, you didn't get the ticket, you missed it. 2020 hindsight is perfect vision. But Noah had it before it happened because the spirit of prophecy. Think about that. He was able to save himself and save his family because Noah had a word from the Lord and he had a preview of coming attractions. He had a preview of coming events and he was able to see what was gonna happen before it ever happened. That is perfect vision, 2020. And so Noah was able to save his family, get on the boat and miss the tragedy. Wouldn't you like to live that way where God could, God could give you a, a preview of coming events? Now, how many of you, 
if you had a word from the Lord? How many of you would appreciate a word from the Lord if you have money in the stock market and he told you in a week's time the stock market is going to crash and you were able to pull your money out? How many of you would, in, would really appreciate if the Lord spoke to you and said, you need to invest in this because in a, in a week to come, things are gonna skyrocket and you were able to put money in the stock market and double your money overnight? Spirit of prophecy. I'm just giving you examples. When I talk about previewing coming events, the spirit of prophecy that warns us of things that are going to happen, things that may be coming upon planet Earth, the spirit of prophecy. This is what I'm talking about as a church. 2020 vision, perfect vision, hindsight, but hindsight before it ever happens because we are able to preview it before it comes to pass. The spirit of prophecy, interesting. Now think about that. So now can you understand what I mean by a three-dimensional view? I look back at the promises that God has given to us. I look to the future and how they're going to be fulfilled but I understand that I have to be in the moment right now, present. I have to be that present reality. Noah had the promise of God. He saw the flood coming on the earth, but Noah had to build the boat. He had to be that present reality. We have to take and war with the promises that God has given us. 1 Timothy 1.18 Timothy, I'm giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies once made about you so that by recalling them, you may fight the battle well. Notice that word recall, recalling them, looking into the past and recalling the promises of God. God, you promised me this and warring in the moment with that promise so that you can step into its fulfillment warring with the words that God has given you about your life, about your family, about your church, about your business, about your city, about your nation, warring with the promises that God has given you. Now, on the Hebraic calendar, we've just come, we're in that millennium of 5,700. It's 5,780. 5,700, as you know, means may it be the year of. Now, the 70s was Ayin, seer. May it be the year of seeing. But now we're in the decade of the 80s, which means pay or mouth or expression. So may it be the year of mouth, speaking. I-N gave us insight, but it's the pay that gives insight expression. We have to take the promises of the last decade, put our mouth to it, and begin to declare the word of the Lord that will take us into fulfillment. We've gotta do a better job, Pentecostals, at speaking the word of the Lord. We got all messed up with the faith movement and name it and claim it and the excess and all that. And I understand that. But we went to the far extreme and we have to be careful with that. We need to reach in the past and grab the promises of God and be a present reality that declares that promise and takes us into fulfillment. Why don't you quit praying your problems and pray your solutions? Declare the word of the Lord. Are you with me this morning? I'm talking about a three-dimensional view where I can see the past promise, I can see the future fulfillment, but I am the present reality. And I linked the two together. And I pull them together because I begin to declare the word of the Lord. Joshua, do you realize 
the inheritance that I promised Israel. Joshua, do you understand how that's gonna be fulfilled? Joshua, I need you to be right now. I need you, son, to step up and man up. I need you to do this, son. I need you to listen to me and listen to the strategy that I will give you for Jericho. And you've got to put your mouth on it. When I tell you to shout, I need you to shout. When I tell you to speak up, I need you to speak up. I need you to be, Joshua. I need this. 2020 is the year for God's people to find their voice and recall the prophecies of the last decade. To recall, recall, to recall it. To reach in the past and recall the promises and begin to declare them now for future fulfillment. The Bible says, according to your faith, so be it. If the last 10 years on the Hebraic calendar have been a time to see and to revelate, uh, to, to revelate and to get revelatory knowledge and to understand, and if the next 10 years is the time to speak up, then right now we need to find our voice. And we need to recall, to recall. I, I asked Charmaine to, we have a, a ton of, of prophetic words that have been spoken over this house. And I, these are just a few. I, this, this is not all of them, just a few. But I, we pulled out a few. Back in 2011, Bobby Connor, the church is about to, to launch like a rocket. The countdown has begun. God, God's glory will fill this place. 2014, Chuck Pierce, the fragrance of God will fill this place. It's a song of Solomon Church. No more hesitating for the move of God. The doors of this house is now marked for the visitation of God. You have a remnant people here following the move of God. 2015, Charmaine in January brought a word. Corporate worship releases his glory and moves his hand. 2017, February, John Kilpatrick. And I see a horn of plenty like you see at Thanksgiving. And it's full of, full of its dripping uh, off the floor. I, I see that for this church. I, I make this proclamation and I bless you both. You're going to begin to move in giftings of the Holy Spirit that you haven't moved in. And God's going to give you stature in this community and it's going to be evident. It's going to be evident to, to not only the black community, but especially the white community. They're going to know that there's an apostle in the house. 2019, Judy Laird, the church has been given opportunities to bring transformation to this region. God has placed you at cathedral, uh, uh, not a man. You, you've been called and destined to make history here. Uh, it, it's prophetic words again and again and again and again, over and over and over uh, again. And then just this morning, I got up and was going through some of my prophetic words and I came across one uh, and it was ironic that it was Tom Duchelle who released this word the last time he was here. God play, uh, guys, play that for him. And it's only begun. Your journey has only begun. And everything you've done up until now is for a future date. God has prepared you and prepared you and prepared you. And there will be another revival. There will be another move of the Holy Spirit. And when it happens, you will be a general in that move. You will have not moved from your position. You'll be a general in that move. And you'll be able to guide another generation, a younger generation, so that they don't make the mistakes that we've seen in this generation and the generation especially before us that have no fathers. So God has raised you to be a father. He's caused you to be a voice. And your voice hasn't even really yet been heard, but it will be heard. And it won't be on a local scale, only on a translocal scale. And so just be encouraged. 
everything you've been through, and even some of the persecution, and even some of the heartache, is in preparation for what God's about to do in your future. And it's bright. It's a bright future. Amen? Hallelujah. I feel like Joshua, who's looking at the promised land, 2020, and the coming, the coming decade, I hear, I hear the voices of the past that, that speaks of the glory of God and revival and, and, and territorial transformation and, and stature and influence and opportunity and, and a move of God. And, and I look into the future and, and I see that God's, I believe God's once again going to visit America. And, and I'm hearing the voices and, and I'm seeing the future and, and I'm caught here in between. And I feel God is saying to us, saying to us I need you to be. I, I need you now to step up. I need you to recall the prophetic words. Call them forth and begin to put your mouth on it. It's pay, 2020. It's, it's the year of 5780, and you need to give expression. You need to give expression to what God has spoken. You've got to recall, and you've got to declare this word that will carry us into fulfillment. It's time for the church to B, it's time for the sons of God to step up. He said in our text, the mature should take. You, you gotta take such a view. What's that view? The mature have to be responsible. The mature have gotta start saying, I'm tired of things the way they are. Instead of dropping about it, I'm gonna change it. We've gotta have responsibility. We've gotta take responsibility. Also, the mature are the ones that have a heavenly view of earthly matters. We look at things differently than anyone else. What's happening in DC, what's happening across the nation with the weather, what's happening with the coronavirus, what's happening around the world with wars and rumors of wars. We have a heavenly view of earthly matters. We get it. We're looking through a different telescope. We see things differently. That's what we take. We take responsibility. We take an eternal perspective. We're the mature, and we understand that it's now is the time for the church to be. We do this with perfect vision, 2020, because we have a preview of coming events. A preview. Perfect vision, 2020. The world, they get it later. They call it hindsight. Now, we get it today, 2020 preview. We get to know what's coming and position and posture ourselves, align ourselves with the word of the Lord. It's coming. We've had the phrase for years. It goes way back. I researched a little bit. It goes way back. The phrase, he has so much potential it's a shame he wasted it. Is it possible that we could waste all that God's given to us? The Bible tells us that Jesus wept over Jerusalem because the Jews missed their day of visitation. That's been my fear all my life, that God would visit me and I would miss the moment. That revival would come and I'd miss it. That a move of God would happen and I'd miss it. That God would give me a prophetic word to do something, to posture me, to position me, to put me in a place of influence and opportunity and I'd miss it. Miss it. 
because I didn't recognize it. It came to me on the foal of a donkey when I was looking for a white stallion. It came to me in the form of a servant when I was looking for a king. Think about it. So often, the church world misses the moves of God. If you study church history, there's always that tension. In the assemblies of God alone, with the Brownsville revival of 95 to 2000, it split the assemblies of God right down the middle, 50-50. 50 took it, 50 rejected it. So often we miss it because they don't look right, smell right. It looks different. We don't get it. I don't like that. I don't approve of that. I don't like them young people up front jumping up and down. I don't like that. I don't like it. And we miss it. We miss it. We missed it with the Jesus movement of the 60s. We didn't like them long-haired hippies barefoot coming in our churches. But we kicked them out. We kicked them out. We didn't like the charismatic movement of the, of the 70s and the 80s because God had the audacity to fill people with the Holy Spirit that we didn't agree with. How dare he fill Catholics with the Holy Spirit? How dare he? Baptist? Methodist? How dare he? Didn't approve of that. No, didn't approve of that. Isn't that amazing how that God does things without seeking our counsel <laughs> and our approval? Missing, missing the moment. So much has been deposited in this house. Will we waste it? Tell somebody, waste nothing. Repeat after me, it's time to live up. The prophetic promises of the, of the house. It's time in this present reality to live up to that. It's time to live up. He said the mature should take such a view and they should live up to what they've already been promised or what they've already been attained. We should live up to. There are people in this room right now watching on the web. You've got so many prophetic promises over your life, it would choke a cow. Where are they? Better sit down on that one. Where are your prophetic promises? Where are they at? What have you done with them? Paul told Timothy, Take the promises, the prophecies, the word that was released to you. He said, pick it up like a sword and fight with it. Now, I get it. Some prophetic words you put on the shelf and you just, you just wait. You just wait. I've told you this one before. One of my, the most profound shifts in my ministry was... In 2003, when I'm in Columbus, Ohio, and I get a phone call from John Kilpatrick, and he says, Randy, it's time for you to come home. But it started in 1997 at a women's conference that was at Brownsville. Suzanne and I went. It was during the revival. And uh, one of the speakers called us back to the green room, and she came to me, and she laid her hand on me, and she said, I see you in the Midwest. And I was in Austin, Texas at the time. And she said, but I see you being catapulted in your ministry. Little did she know, six years later, 
I would be in Columbus, Ohio in the Midwest to get a phone call from John Kilpatrick saying, I need you to come home. Major shift in my ministry. Do you see now what I mean by three-dimensional? Do you see now what I mean by 2020 vision, perfect vision? In 1997, I got a preview of coming events. Sometime in my future, I'll be in the Midwest and I'll, I'll be catapulted. So you go up to 2003 and you get a phone call and you're in the Midwest and you go, there it is. There it is. Isn't God so good to give you a preview of coming events? You see, you talk about hindsight. I'd rather talk about the spirit of prophecy. I don't want to wait till it happens and then look back and go, oh, well, okay, I see that. I'd rather see it before it happens and then move into my destiny with the spirit of prophecy. Now, that doesn't happen every time. I get that. But that should be the mode of operation in the church, that we operate under the spirit of prophecy. How many believes that a step of faith isn't always a leap into the dark? It's a leap into the light. God wants to shine the light and show you where you're to jump. So look, we have to understand that God wants us to have a preview so we don't want to waste nothing and it's time to live up. With 2020 hindsight, okay, it's time to recall our prophetic words and go to the next level. The mature take responsibility. The mature Take such a view of things, a heavenly view. The mature are the ones that step up and they are being in the moment, the mature, with perfect 2020 vision of what's to come. Now, my last point, can you take one more and I'll let you go? You got it in you? One more, one more, quick. Living life on the next level often requires a helping hand to get there. In our text, he said, let us, let us live up to. It was plural, let us. Living life on the next level takes a helping hand. Exodus 32, but now please forgive their sin, Moses said, but if not, then blot me out of the book you have written. This is the point in time when Israel made the golden calf, worshiped the golden calf, and God said, I'm gonna kill every one of them. Moses stepped up and became a voice of heaven and was expressing the very heart of God. And he said, look, if you're gonna, if you're gonna destroy these people, then write me out of your book of destiny. Take me out, take me out. The Marines have a motto that says, no one left behind. Let us take such a view. Let us live up to our promises. Let the church live up. This is something that should grip us in the coming, the coming years, that we have this model, no one is left behind. We should have the attitude that if I can't take you with me, that I don't care to go. We've gotta to go together. It's a, corporate, it's a corporate calling, it's a corporate anointing. So we have to move together as one. How sweet it is when the brethren dwells together in unity. So we need to buy into this thing right now as a corporate body, that we know who we are, we know where we're going, we know the fight that we've got to fight. We're contending for a move of God because America depends on it. It needs it. Amen? So that means that you can't get offended and leave because somebody sat in your chair. 
That means you can't get offended because you have problems parking uh, to get in the building. That means that you can't get offended when somebody wants to look through your bag or you have to carry a, a little, a, you know, a, a tag on it or we got security to inconvenience you a little bit or pastor doesn't shake your hand or I don't call you as quickly as you think I should or I'm gone for two weeks trying to preach in Africa. Are you with me? You can't get your feelings hurt. You can't get upset. If, if we, listen, we, we've got to decide that this is who we are and, and this is what God's called us to do. God has sworn to the, our ancestors an inheritance. He, he said, I've sworn to them. He bound himself to the promise. May we do nothing less. We have to bind ourselves together as a body, bind together to swear to the promise that this is an apostolic center that's gonna bring about a territorial transformation in the region and help facilitate a move of God that will impact America. We have to decide right now that's who we are. So we get the promises of yesterday, we look to the future for fulfillment, and we decide to get right in the middle and be the bridge to be. Right now, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna mature, I'm going to be, I'm gonna take responsibility, I'm gonna have an eternal perspective, I'm going to understand the spirit of prophecy, he gives me a preview of coming events, we know what's coming, we're ready for it, and now we step up and we have this motto, we have this feeling that we go together, there's no one left behind, we're gonna to go together as one, getting up to the next level requires a helping hand to get there. Tell someone, I'll not go without you. You see, we rise to the next level by lifting each other up. Who, 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 who do we wanna do it, do it without? Let's see, let's, um, let's just let go of the pastoral staff. Let's let go of the elders. Let's cancel the worship team. Let's let go of the intercessor group, the teachers, the deacons. Let's let go. Who do you want to let go of? Who do we want to cancel? Who do you want to just send them home and say, we don't need you? Listen, it takes all of us, every man and every woman finding their place. It takes all of us. It takes a helping hand to get to the next level. We need to learn to celebrate one another, to honor one another, to love one another, black, white, brown, male, female. We need to learn to work together. It's a helping hand that gets us to the next level. You gotta have it. Stephen, come help me. You gotta have it. You gotta have it. We're talking about being the mature that take responsibility, the mature that take a heavenly view of things, the mature that understand the spirit of prophecy, the mature that give a helping hand to one another and say, if you're not going, I'm not going either. Like Moses, I won't go without you. We've got to go together. In Philippians chapter three, verse 15, on the screen, read it again. All of us then who are mature should take such a view of things. And if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. I want you to notice that make clear to you. Now, I mentioned to you in the beginning that before I left to go to Africa, Holy Spirit dropped this in my spirit about dimensional living. I don't understand. Dimensional, the past, the present, and the future. 3D, height and width and depth. Having a three-dimensional view of life. Went to Africa, 
started early in the morning, went till late at night, preach, preach, preach. I preached on my last day. I had to go to the airport at noon to fly out at two, and I had to preach that morning in a church. So I preached, prayed, ran to the hotel, took a quick shower, got dressed, and took off. So from the time I landed to the time I left, it was run, 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 run. I get on the plane, we have to fly an hour and a half from Victoria Falls to Johannesburg, South Africa, have a layover there, a couple hours, fly nine hours to Dubai, five hour layover there, and then fly 16 hours home. So finally, on the flight from Dubai to Houston, it's, it's at night, it's late, I finally pull out my iPad and I'm thinking, I've gotta get ready for Sunday, because I knew when I hit the ground here, it was gonna explode on me. So I started typing, and I'm typing out these notes. And while I'm typing, I look up to the monitor in front of me, and I see this picture. While typing out my message, I looked on the screen and noticed that we were passing over the top of the world. That's the North Pole, that little white dot right below the plane. Right when I was typing, we're going over the top of the world. And so from the top of the world, I wondered how far can we see as a church? We have to remember that whatever he allows us to see, he expects us to live up to. This is this three-dimensional view, past prophecies and promises, my life, present alignment, it will equal future fulfillment. We've got to find our place. We've got to take it. So understand you play a role in the unfolding storyline of God's kingdom. You play a role. Quit passing the buck to somebody else. Well, I'll let him do it, I'll let her do it. You need to do it. You need to be mature and take responsibility. You need to be mature and take such a view of things. You need to be mature and understand the spirit of prophecy and get a hold of the promises of God and start declaring them. You need to be the mature that will step up and say, I'm gonna shoulder up hand in hand with the rest of the church and let's move this thing forward and let's fulfill the promises that God has given us. Like Joshua, top of the hill, viewing the promised land. Angel comes to him and says, son, do you remember what I promised Israel? Do you see the, the land that's flowing with milk and honey? I need you, son, to be a present reality that will link the past promises with the future fulfillment. I need you to be, I need you to be. I need you to be what God's called you to be. I need you. I need every man and every woman in this room. I can't do this by myself. I can't go to Africa and, and preach. I can't go to Europe and preach. I can't go to Spain this year and preach. I can't do what God's called me to do with city council. I can't impact the government. I can't go to DC this year and do what I need to do. I can't do it unless you take your place and be, be. And we have to have this motto, we're going together. This is a corporate calling and a corporate anointing. So I wanna ask you, I've been here 13 years now. I've preached a lot of gospel to you. I wanna ask you one question. What will you do with what you have seen? What will you do with it? Will you take that gospel and fight with it? Will you take those promises and war with them? It's time to be. Thank you for listening to the Cathedral Church Podcast. For more information about our church, visit icathedral.org.